1: I watched the movie Dante's Peak when I was a kid, and I, it was like the most horrifying thing. Too. ever too. I seen. saw that
2: on a well. I can't remember if it was Dante's Peak or the other one that came out at the same time. Volcano. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think Volcano it was, wasn't. I saw them both, and it was just the worst experience. Dante's, Dante's Peak. Peak is horrifying because of the scene where the grandma pulls the kids through the water. Remember the scene? I don't remember. Have you seen Dante's it.
2: Peak? Oh I my was God. on a oh, date no. with a boy, so that's why it was oh, horrifying God.
3: for me. No, <laughs> no <laughs> kidding.
0: Woof. Woof. I'm diking out, you're dyking out Let's dike out together See what's all about
2: Hi, and welcome to Dyking Out, a podcast that's partially responsible for putting me in the top results of the Google image search for the word dyke. Uh, <laughs> true story. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we're diking out with Allison Pontier about baby gays. Uh, Allison is a musician, model, and actor living and working in New York City. And she recently released a rad music video for her song Gross, which you can find on YouTube. Allison, welcome. Thank you. Uh, a couple of quick announcements. On March 25th, it's our next Dyking Out at Stonewall show. And tickets are probably sold out by now if you're listening. It's gonna be an amazing time. Uh, you know the lineup, but I'm just going to say Janine Garofalo for good measure. We're will, never going to stop talking there. about Janine. We're never going to stop. No. Get
1: used to it. It's all.
2: <laughs> I, it's going to replace our talk of the L word, which I think we're on a streak now. I think we've talked about the L word for like 20 oh, yeah. consecutive episodes, and it's becoming a problem. The L
1: word's generally a problem for me. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, probably
2: yeah. Within this podcast, so yeah, absolutely.
1: it has to come up. Well, it, it feels relevant to that and topic too. It, it so. does oh, fully. Yeah.
2: Um, and then announcing for the first time, uh, June 23rd, we have a live recording of the podcast at caveat in New York to kick off pride week. And, uh, I'm going to let Sarah talk. So at the yeah, Stonewall shows, I'm gonna be, Sarah I'm gonna doesn't s- get the microphone, <laughs> but <laughs> at this <laughs> But at this one, uh, it's going to actually be a live recording of our episode. So if you're in New York for Pride, um, make sure... It's actually, like, technically the day before Pride Week. But the thing was, with the times, it was like you could do a show at 7 p.m. on a Sunday... Or like nine p.m. or nine thirty p.m. on a weekday, and I'm like, lesbians don't go out. That lesbian way. bedtime? No, that's <laughs> lesbian yep. bedtime. You got to yep. go to bed early on a weeknight, even during Pride. Um, yeah, you got to save your energy for the parade. Oh, God, <laughs> elbow your way into. Uh, I don't even Stonewall. Even want to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> not even elbow your way into st- at Pride in New York. You have to elbow your way down the sidewalk.
1: Uh, absolutely. You yeah, can-
2: you can't move anywhere
1: without doing so much literally elbowing.
2: throwing elbows. Yeah, uh, it's bad.
1: It's going to be a great show. It is going to be a great show. I'm going to be on stage, which is my nightmare. Yeah. But I'm excited.
2: As (laughs) as you can imagine, we do have uh, some goal, dream guests that we are trying to get. So, uh, you know, just put positive vibes between now and then to the universe and and hope that we can land them. But we're going to try to get uh, someone really special and, I mean, everybody we have on this. Uh, totally. podcast is special Allison just I, mean, so I was you know, about to be like okay like, fine I'll do it <laughs> stop like, <laughs> we don't want to come out and ask an elaborate ruse to get you to do our I'm blushing show. thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so again uh, June 23rd I don't know when tickets will go on sale for that but you know you'll be seeing it mm-hmm. everywhere and uh, that will be fun I'm looking forward to that I just got back from vacation in mm. the Dominican Republic. I know that's your nightmare, oh. Sarah, as we've uh, recently established that you've never been in the ocean.
1: Oh, no. I won't go to the ocean. Yeah. No. Why? I don't trust a body of water. It, I'm, I'm not a good swimmer, first of all. Yeah. And I'm, I think in my head, I for sure will get to... I'm, I've heard a lot about the undertow. Yeah. And the undertow is terrifying to me. Yeah, I yeah. experienced that in Hawaii. It might as well be. Yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like if I even get like knee deep in the water, I'm going to somehow get pulled into the ocean and I will drown.
3: Yeah, uh, you should watch uh, Bondi Rescue on Netflix. It's all it is is a bunch of Australian lifeguards uh, complaining about people getting pulled into really the undertow. Oh. Uh, but it's hilarious and uh, yeah. their accents are great. I was gonna say so, the way that they say undertow. must yeah.
1: yeah. Great. I, I think I should watch yeah, that yeah. just, just to reinforce wanna, my, yeah. irra- <laughs> my essentially irrational fear of being knee deep in the ocean. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, Cecilia is a little bit afraid of the ocean as mm-hmm. well, and uh, but like mostly at night. So I love like walking on the beach and then we were walking at night and she was like, don't, don't go too close to the water like because she's afraid I that we won't be that. able to see uh, a Tidal wave Like coming. if the wave
1: comes, yeah, yeah, it'll totally pull you out in the ocean. Yeah, I f- I feel like this is a common thing. I feel like almost I think one out of every three people that goes near the ocean gets k- instantly killed by it.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm sure I read that somewhere. <laughs>
2: it's true. Probably you should also watch the movie Jaws. Uh, oh yeah,
1: just rewatch. Ugh, no.
2: Jaws. Um. Yeah. So so we were at this resort and um in Punta Cana and I'd never been, I'd never done like an all-inclusive
1: resort. I actually didn't know, I didn't know that's where you were. I've told yeah. multiple people that you were in Mexico.
2: Oh, that's, fun, you know.
1: <laughs> I was like beach, I don't know, I just assumed it was Mexico.
2: Yeah, no, we went to Punta Cana and uh, it, it was great, it was a great time. You know, one of the concerns when you're gay and traveling, especially to the Caribbean are like the, the laws like mm-hmm. Jamaica, do not go to Jamaica. They're like very homophobic yeah. and, uh, I think ha- have like the worst like anti-gay laws mm-hmm. on the book and, and whatnot. Um, I, I also think actually Grand Cayman too is like pretty anti-gay and my, one of my best friends lives there yeah. and that makes me kind of sad cause it makes me not want to visit really. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Dominican Republic, uh, like gay marriage, isn't legal there, but at least being gay isn't illegal.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah. they decriminalized gayness. Yeah, you will survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bar is on the floor. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna yeah.
2: get whipped or anything. Yeah. Uh, so we're like, okay, we'll we'll go there. Um, and then when you were making your reservation, it was like, what's the occasion? Is it just like fun or anniversary or honeymoon. I'm like, oh, if we put honeymoon, do we get, like, something like extra, stuff. right? Yeah. So I just put honeymoon, which we never really had an official honeymoon. Right. We didn't go anywhere after we got married uh, because we, like, I would started a new job and stuff, and we ran out of vacation days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor planning on our part, but um, anyway, we go there, and the woman was like, so are you two sisters? <laughs> when well, checking us in, I'm <laughs> oh, like, yeah. yeah. And she and I was like, Nope. We're uh we're married. That's why I checked honeymoon yeah. off on this thing. It's not two sisters having a honeymoon. She's like, Oh well your last names were the same She was like sweet about it, <laughs> oh but my like God. I'm like I'm pretty sure though that that resort is actually owned by two gay men though. Okay. But I, it really threw her for a loop that we had the same last name when we weren't sisters, even though Cecilia and I look nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're the same height. That's the only.
1: That's literally the only thing you guys that, have in common, like appearance-wise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Both <laughs> have two eyeballs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, it makes more sense that maybe like one of them was adopted or someone was yeah, switched at yeah. birth or something, yeah, but yeah, she married. Has a whole story. Yeah. Married. No <laughs> way. Here.
2: No way. Yeah. So. That was fun. Uh, I'm sure we were the the talk of the town. But then... (laughs) So Cecilia was like a little bit nervous though about being at at this resort, um, but then like right away, you know, we we're in the the hot tub one day, and there was like this older woman from upstate New York, and uh, she's like, "Oh, are you friends?" And we're like, "Oh, we're, we're married." And she's like, "Oh, let me give you a kiss, like a, like a <laughs> what? Like a old Jewish grandma oh, just like okay. giving us a sloppy old lady kiss on the on the cheek." Oh, yeah, and in she's like, tub? "This is wonderful in the hot That's tub. It was idea. very erotic." Yeah. yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say erotic. this is going in a really porny direction.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: uh, you two know, lesbians? Huh. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. She did like start taking the top off her bathing suit, like the straps down. Uh-huh. It was before she knew we were lesbians, okay. but like, all so already the vibe was pretty sexy in this hot tub. <laughs> was. Uh, Oh, God. I wish... It's like you're in your own fanfic or her something. Name. Yeah. 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 Her name was perfect, and now I can't remember it, but it was a great old lady name, uh, and and she was so nice, and we saw her around the resort every day, and we're, like, waving and I'm choosing having to, fun.
1: Her name that I've chosen is Marlene. Marlene? I think Marlene's a good old... Like, a yeah. cool old lady name. Like She's cool. You want to have daiquiris with Marlene, because she gets a couple in her, and she starts talking, and she's hilarious.
2: Hey, hey, Karina, <laughs> Google it. What's the name of the lady I found on vacation? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Figure it out. Uh, Google half-naked old lady hot tub. See what happens.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we had a fun time, but we're but like Cecilia was like a little bit nervous about like holding hands and showing affection and stuff. Anyway, and uh, we were out to to dinner one night at the resort, and then we saw like these other two women at a table, like just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I clocked it. And I'm like, yeah, you're yay. like definitely and sisters. <laughs> Yeah, definitely sisters
3: <laughs> for sure. They have the same last name. Yeah, so. yeah.
2: <laughs> and then we get seated like kind of near them, and then you know I don't say anything. But then anytime Cecilia notices a uh, family in our presence, mm-hmm. she she gets real excited. Oh, and she's like, "Hey, do, do you think?" I'm like, "Yes, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's not a big deal." And she's like. <gasps> Maybe, maybe Is there, like, a sign I can flash them? Is there something? i like? like, a what do you signal? want to do? Like, <laughs> glitter bomb them? Yeah,
1: like, like
3: a smoke signal? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you guys could I, do something, it would solve a million problems. Oh, my God. Can you, you imagine? Yeah. yeah.
1: Just, I always wished, when I was first coming out, I always wished that, like, you know, like, on that game The Sims... Yeah. Like I wish we all had these like floating diamonds above our heads,
2: <laughs> like I know. little
1: floating rainbow diamonds that just followed us everywhere. So we just, we can cut, you know, cut to the chase. It yeah. would save us time. Ultimately. It
2: really should be like a, like a pink triangle tattoo on the back of our necks. Yeah, or something totally. That, that you could like casually sweep your hair back mm-hmm. and, and reveal it. Um,
1: yeah, for sure.
2: But hide it when you want guys to buy you drinks.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which I, you can relate they to They never Sarah. did that for me anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, At my straightest, I still repulsed men, so (laughs) (laughs) it's my superpower.
2: (laughs) It's really cute, though. Whenever Cecilia sees lesbians, she, like, smiles really creepily at them because it makes (laughs) her, like, really happy to see lesbians in the wild. And I'm like, you can't do that. I'm like, plus, we're both in dresses uh, at this dinner. I'm like, we just look like some straight, BFFs just yeah. Yeah. getting excited by these lesbians. <laughs> yeah, I again like I'm I'm uh, a baby gay, mm-hmm. and we uh,
3: my girlfriend and I went to a St. Vincent concert, and ah. we were like, "Man, there's a lot of straight dudes here." I was like, "I did not expect that," and I saw uh, two girlfriends, and I was like, "Oh, lesbians!" And she was like, "Allison, you can't say that. They're not circus animals." <laughs> yeah.
2: And I was like, "But I'm one of
3: them." That's yeah. So great. Yeah. yeah.
2: I know. Oh, and yeah. And then Cecilia also likes to like talk about dyking out a lot in like mixed company. I'm like, you can't say that.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: every time we're, every time we're in an Uber on the way to the airport is when she has all of her ideas of things she wants to do for like dyking out and like t-shirts and whatever. So she's like, so for dyking out, I'm like, no, no, I not oh, really, I want to make sure we get to the airport. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just stop talking just get about us there. dykes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like anything to
1: avoid conversation with the Uber driver. Right. I will go to any length.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I had an Uber pick me up at 4am once to go to my girlfriend's. You don't need to know why. (laughs) And and I was going and um, he picks me up and I'm, I'm like pretty tired, but I'm on a mission. And so I get in the Uber and immediately he's like, I can tell you have a lot of anxiety. And I was like, (laughs) what? Uh, And he was like, yeah, I can tell that like, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened to you that, that makes you like this and doubt yourself. And he's like, being my therapist, wow! In, and I honestly, Loki, I gave him one star because yeah. it gave me so much anxiety yeah. to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: it's I don't want any. I wish like, and most Uber drivers don't talk to me because most of them just think I'm a guy, which is yeah. a blessing. But like, it. I wish they understood how valuable silence is in oh, a car yeah. ride. Love it. Automatic. If you don't say a word to me, automatic five, five stars. stars. Of course. I don't yeah, care same. if you run over a pedestrian. You didn't. <laughs> Talk to me, so five stars. Like I was the best driver in the world. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> in New York, there's a good chance of that happening. In other cities, the people who drive yes, Ubers in other cities are very chatty. That was a
1: really very uh, jarring experience for me to realize that. Yeah. Like you, I mean, you, you. I always, I always definitely feel it when I leave New York City, but no, in no way as specific as when when you get an Uber and like when I go to Kansas City, I get Ubers and they just start talking immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because it's outside of New York. There's a whole different, it's just a different world out there. Yeah. And I forget about that because I never, ever leave this fucking godforsaken city.
2: I know. Gotta love that New Yorkers don't give a shit about you. Yeah. And I
1: also, <laughs> uh, do you guys get in the front seat of an Uber? No. I've never done that once. And my friends in the Midwest insist they do it all the time. No. I'm like, I there's no way I would Why? get in the front seat of an I don't know. It's like, I guess it's like a thing. It's a thing like outside of New York to do it that's weird that's so weird so weird Maybe they I would never it.
2: the comfort of the airbag being close by I would rather
1: <laughs> I would literally rather die in the backseat than sit in the front and yeah. get the airbag
2: yeah every time
3: uh. so I'm from Texas I'll say that a million times uh yeah but
2: you have to I, by law if you're from Texas yeah everybody needs to know it always yeah. it's
3: like being a vegan
2: yeah yeah
3: no it fully is well I, when I was there I like didn't identify as a Texan but now that I'm here I'm like yeehaw I'm yeah. from <laughs> Texas but um yeah no when I when I was in Texas every time I get in an uber they're like so what are you doing here like because uh i'm like oh i'm not from here they always ask you like where you're from like oh well i I grew up here but i live in new york city now they're always like well new york city huh oh yeah and i've had more than one uber driver ask me to take a picture with them because they think i'm famous i don't know where they get that from but i'm like oh you know maybe because you're a model yeah Yeah. (laughs) that doesn't make you famous and i know because i have the imposter syndrome to prove it (laughs) but people in texas love like catalogs. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They uh, love that. Every year, one of my relatives is like, were you on Victoria's Secret this year? And I was like, no, I would not live in uh, in Bushwick. I would live in Manhattan and yeah. like in a nice yeah. apartment.
2: <laughs> That's a different kind of modeling. Yeah, totally.
3: Yeah, my mom asked me if I had a doorman the other day, and I almost cried laughing. That's- <laughs> Absolutely not. I do not have a doorman.
1: <laughs> that is, that is an, the ultimate sign of success, if you have a person employed to sit in the front door of your building, just right? Open the door. And just open the door, and he knows your name. That's when you feel like an absolute, like movie yeah. star. Yeah.
3: Yeah. My upstairs neighbors like smoke weed on the porch a lot, and they kind of sit there with the door open. So you so. kind of have. So you sort I of have I think a, I door. kind of yeah. have a Multiple, <laughs>
2: multiple doormen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: A doorman in okay. Brooklyn is just a person that doesn't live in your building that's always smoking cigarettes on your street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um
2: the the last thing I'll say about my my vacation, uh just trippy experience coming back from being unplugged for four days mm-hmm. from the internet and find that everybody is like up in arms over Michael Jackson.
1: Oh yeah, as if we didn't already didn't we already know all of this? That's no my whole new, thing.
2: No new information. Yeah, we uh, kind of knew stuff. This, this all came stuff. out. Yeah. And same
1: with R. Kelly, but you know.
2: And then also that there's yeah something called Leaving Neverland that isn't a sequel to Finding Neverland and I'm like what's happening
1: uh, <laughs> Where, where's Neverland yeah yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: but yeah I don't know I've been, I haven't watched it yet but everybody yeah, is like it. fighting it's over disturbing. whether I or saw not at it all it really? is really very
3: heavy I was like oh I'll watch it with my girlfriend whatever it'll be fine because we watch like Making a Murder and like yeah, other sure. crime stuff sure no. It's very, very heavy. It's very, like, graphic. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Well, I I thought we all just, like, collectively... Well, not me included, but I thought everyone just collectively was like, yeah, but we like is music.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that you know? feels like that's been the consensus for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this... Because it actually has like real life victims. Because Wade Robson and uh, I forgot the other guy's name. Are they actually they're in the documentary, right?
3: It's yeah. exclusively it's about them. them to talking okay. about it. Yeah, okay,
1: okay. Yeah. So like now that we have like adults recounting the experience maybe on camera, I guess that's what's making it different. But I just kind of thought I just I felt like I mean, it was in. Uh,
2: they already came knew. out with it, and uh, you know I I think people like they're they just want to. But I mean, it's nice to want to believe that it didn't happen because then that would mean that you know kids didn't get mm-hmm. molested. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll point to things like, well, Macaulay Culkin says he was never molested, and uh, which I know, believe. But he was a famous it. kid, so yeah. of course he's going to have it's, a famous it's like kid you do to him. Yeah, it's yeah. not like the the priest is fondling every
1: every choir boy. He yeah, sounds like so a this part argument, of the playbook of yeah. grooming is that you. Like that's a move that yeah, they do. You, you, you can't know? do
2: you can't fondle everybody. Yeah. You gotta pick and choose. You gotta make your choices. Yeah. And uh yeah, it it just seems like really crazy the people that are defending Michael Jackson yeah. at at this point, given like the climate of like everything going on to really yeah. uh fall on your sword for somebody Oh, and, and they're mad because he's dead and like can't defend himself. I'm like, when he died, didn't they find all this child pornography in yes. his house? Like, he, there were a lot of allegations against him while he was alive. Yeah, people right. just
3: didn't want to do anything about it. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying 100 confirmed or like whatever, but like if it was anybody else, I feel like it wouldn't be treated the same way. Right. Yeah, so, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't say like I recommend watching it, especially if it is like an opportunity to. Uh, trigger someone Mm -hmm. like you know watch it if you if you can but like um i watched it all it's i think two hours each episode so it's like four hours so it is heavy but if you can um i don't know i think it's worth it Mm -hmm. i think it's worth it to to say that you know you you got all the information out there get your own information from Mm -hmm. everywhere
2: yeah, because I, I watched that, like, Living with Michael Jackson thing that came out in, like, 2003 or something, and that, like, blew my mind. Um, oh, yeah. The, the guy who – the British journalist who, like, follows him around everywhere, and um, and that sparked, like, a, a whole round of allegations because he was, like, sitting there holding hands with one of
1: his – Like a boy? A boy, oh, yeah. God.
2: and God. Um, and then he was, like, saying, like, the – best way to show love is like sharing your bed with somebody or, I don't know it was nope
3: yeah well he yeah. <laughs> he would like take uh boys and just like hang out with them everywhere yeah and right. now listening to that on the, on the documentary I'm like who did people see this I, it yeah. seemed very public the other thing though from the documentary that I feel like is worthwhile mentioning is a lot of them were saying that he would always talk shit about women and he'd be like women are the evil of the world women like you can't trust them and, uh-huh. and basically like trying to brainwash these kids into maybe not trusting women, therefore yeah. maybe making them and gay not or something. Their moms. I don't yeah. know right, what his right. end game was, but like his uh, like negative dialogue about women was something I was very surprised hmm. Interesting. I, yeah, yeah. I heard
2: about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel bad for Paris Jackson. Me too. Yeah. She is a, an That's, awesome yeah. power bisexual and uh, like, she seems like such a rad person right. and, like, speaks out on, like, a lot of important issues and for, but, like, has also struggled um, a lot with, like, depression and stuff uh, because of all this. I'm and, sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, I don't know. That's what I thought. I'm like, this must really suck for her mm-hmm. uh,
1: the most. Yeah. And yeah, I've thought about that a lot, too. Well, and I know
2: he had other kids, Blanket or whatever. I
1: don't know. Yeah. I literally think blanket's one at. of them is named Blanket. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, Paris Jackson, if you're listening to this, we support you. Yeah.
2: yeah. Come on the pod. We're here
3: yeah, for totally. you. Yeah.
2: We will not talk about your dad. We no. promise. <laughs> we promise. Um, yeah. And the other crazy thing is, like, every, from what I've seen, everyone's like, these parents, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... Put yourself in the shoes of these parents. Like, one, it was a a time when, like, the internet wasn't a big thing. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not making excuses for these parents because, like, obviously you think, like, I would never let my kid. But it's, Mm like, uh, a lot of these kids, like, had cancer and stuff that Michael used to invite to the Mm -hmm. Neverland Ranch. And so you've seen your kid just go through hell for how long. And now the most famous person in the world who's, like, super talented, has tons of money, has an amusement park... Is like showing kindness to your kid. How easy is it to get swept up in this like I'm feeling sure it's very special? Easy.
1: Yeah, of course. That Michael
2: Jackson has like chosen your kid, chosen your family, and now you're seeing your kid be like peak happy. Right. And all your kid wants to do is hang out with Michael Jackson, and your kid almost died. Yeah. And you're going to tell your kid, no, you can't hang out with him. And then you see like, well, all these other parents let. Their yeah, kids it's hang thing. out. Like, the more and it the was more they fine. see
1: other people going along with it, it's, yeah. It's like, human like, nature to think like, oh, it must be fine.
2: Yeah, yeah. If, if something yeah. was bad, like you know, we would know about it.
1: Also, people watching this now, like especially younger people, I think it's hard to conceptualize just how famous he was. But he oh, yeah. was like literally the, the most, most famous, famous person, person the on the planet. Yeah, it was at like that time him for and a Madonna. long time. Yeah, yeah. because like, we was didn't, more there was no internet, there was no Twitter, like. There's a million fucking famous people now, you know, like every genre of music has 10 superstars. And like, obviously you have people that rise to like, you know, selling out arena kind of fame.
2: People on TikTok are famous. People on (laughs)
1: TikTok are ticking and talking and getting money for it. We don't know what TikTok is. Allison, are you on TikTok?
3: I, okay, so here's the deal. No, but I downloaded TikTok. And at first I was like, this is dumb. I hate it. It's so stupid. Yeah. And now I watch them. Um, I think like the lip syncing ones are are kind of dumb. But uh-huh. I, I love like people doing like pranks and stuff. I just miss Vine. That's essentially I what I know. This is.
1: Vine was awesome. I just miss of Vine, of Vine. Yeah. so much. Vine was yeah. the perfect, uh, it was perfect like for Vine. my attention span. Same. Yeah. Six seconds. Boom. It's over. Yeah. It also I had its own unique humor. Oh, so, it does automatically replay. That's kind of annoying. That's what but, I didn't
2: like about Vine. But but yeah, that that kind of like creative humor and like mm-hmm. quick editing and like trying to find um, – like people really like push the boundaries with creativity. Uh, actually, I, I had my, my boss's daughter came into the office one day and uh, she like showed me TikTok. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, a, Here are my young, i I got to have a younger
1: person educate me." She's on like 11.
2: She's oh, 11.
1: Yeah, so she yeah. showed me her TikToks and I'm like, okay, I wonder if my nephew cool, has a cool. t- How do you can you find people on TikTok? Do you become friends with them? Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, it's very similar to like anything else like Instagram or Twitter. People okay. become famous off of it. I downloaded it as a joke cuz I was like this is ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's become kind of self-aware in the way that Vine became kind of self-aware. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's good if you don't want to think about anything.
1: Yeah. I go on it. That's <laughs> all I want to do is Great. not think about yeah. About That's I downloaded why I, live it. On Twitter. I
2: downloaded yeah. it to find Karina's TikTok, but uh have no, you have to Venmo, <laughs> Karina, <laughs> have to Venmo her Karina's for TikTok from. for short
1: videos. Yeah, of nothing. and then she'll make <laughs> a TikTok. Uh, or she won't. She'll just collect the money. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah.
2: If I have what I believe to be enough money to right.
1: embarrass
2: myself, I'll
1: do it. What's so your pride word? Give her she enough has a money to embarrass herself and she'll yeah. do it. This is the scam of the century building up. I can't wait. I yeah. love a scam. Yeah. Speaking of scam, I read uh, the book, Bad Blood, about the Theranos uh, thing. Have you, oh, the, that yeah, woman yeah. who was the CEO of a tech of company. Of a fake
2: company. Uh, uh, yeah, it was essentially, I mean, it was, it was fraud. It was a
1: real company, but it was absolutely built on lies. And, yeah. like, I live for, like, a giant scam. It's, like, my favorite thing. I want to sign up for a movie content. pass. Yeah. Me, too. Me too. I love it. And she basically, like, she basically conned, like, all these, like, multi-billionaires out of, and, like, venture capitalists and things like this out of hundreds of millions of dollars and i think she's criminally charged at this point but it's fascinating because she uh she artificially like she fakes her own voice like it's really weird she brings her voice down several registers and she sort of talks like this and i think it's add i think she thought it was adding some sort of like level of credibility to it but i find it to be unlistenable like when i hear her talking it pulls me completely out of the out of the story cuz it's so so bizarre how she, how she lowers her voice to, to sort of like lend herself more like, I guess. Authoritative. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Especially in like the tech world, pretty much all men. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a great story. And then there's a podcast called the dropout. That's like six episodes you should listen to. It's really fascinating. I love, I, I, I enjoy when rooms full of rich people get conned out of their money. And this uh, is like yeah, perfect content for that. It's basically yeah. Firefest f- f- for like a tech company.
2: And yeah, that, it, Makes me sad a little bit because when I watched Firefest, I was like, this is why you don't put men in charge. Like, this is why. I mean, it's But true. it's also women, too. I mean. Yeah,
1: women can be scammers, too. But like, Firefest wasn't even so much a scam as just an extraordinarily poorly, poorly. organized yeah. Yeah. like, situation. I mean, they yeah. did totally keep all the money, but. Yeah, I mean, you know. it seemed
3: like he was just like doing a lot of Coke or something. Yeah. And he was like, let's do it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he thought it was, it was just the whole thing was one big Coke binge plan. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they were actively doing that during the planning process too. So of course they think like the more you do that, the more you th- you think your ideas are just like the most brilliant thing in the world. I'm
2: pretty sure he watched the Entourage movie. And oh was yeah, like I need to recreate this. I had to watch the Entourage movie for a podcast. There's I was a on. movie of Entourage. Yeah. Oh I'd, god. So I'd never seen uh, the Entourage movie, and this is po- podcast is not out yet. Um, I think it's going to come out this summer. It's called Sweet, and uh, this. <laughs> Hilarious comedian, uh, she's a trans woman, Gina Bloom. Uh, she explores like now she experiences bro culture differently that oh, she's okay. transitioned. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a podcast where she has she exposes somebody to a piece of bro culture and then has a, a bro on to defend it. So that's I, a pretty
1: good concept. Yeah. I so I had funny. to watch the
2: Entourage movie, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this inspired the Fire Festival. Like, 100. Yeah. <laughs> this like that guy, Billy McFarlane, Billy McFarlane. Yeah. 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 Definitely like the target audience for the entourage movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of like a bunch of guys high fiving with their dicks. Like that's what the entourage movie (laughs)
1: is. (laughs) Uh, It's just like, like take a, how can we take a can of Axe body spray and make it a two hour visual project? (laughs) Exactly. It's it's Axe body sprays, visual album.
2: 100%. Uh, (laughs) okay. We need to get to our topic. Yeah. Baby gays. Uh, and which you are a baby gay. Yes, uh, I'm glad that we could do this while I'm still one. Yeah, um, yeah. I, what, what what is the what's the incubation period? Yeah, There's I don't know.
1: Idea. I have okay. no. Well, mine was they... probably three years of baby gay. Yeah, okay. until man, yeah, three, three or so, totally. Yeah, and then I really like came out of like the chrysalis when I moved here, essentially. All
2: right. <laughs> okay.
1: And now I'm just a big loud butterfly.
3: Beautiful. It's yeah. good to look forward to something. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> so backstory again. I'm from Texas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just so everybody knows. Uh, but I I grew up there and I moved to New York like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Fully had a boyfriend. Fully was in the closet. You moved here um, with a boyfriend. I moved here. Well, I was. He lived in Texas.
1: Ah. Uh, and
3: then we were long distance. And ah. so, it's The
1: perfect crime. Yeah. I know, right?
3: <laughs> um. And then uh. He totally like, thinks,
2: like, he thinks New York made you gay.
3: Oh, everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah, does. Everybody in Texas. She moved to the big city and turned gay, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I had a boyfriend, and I came here. And then um, I was one of those girls who was like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, I also hooked up with girls. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, I think it'll be cool. And eventually he was like, okay, sure. Uh, You know, I trust you. He should not have
2: trusted
3: me because um, I I, I went out with a couple girls on Tinder. It was terrified. Uh, And then one day I met my now girlfriend and I, yeah, I dumped my boyfriend. I, like, had um, a – breakdown, I, I met her. I did not like her at all. I mm-hmm. thought she was, like, kind of douchey, to be honest. So my guard went down. And yep. then I ended up Great. hitting it off with her. I spent three days with her.
2: She sounds dangerous. Yeah. She <laughs> sounds like a dangerous lesbian. <laughs> and then
3: I uh, walked home. She she lives in Bushwick. And I walked all the way to Sunset Park because I, like, could not Whoa. figure out my feelings. Yeah. I walked four hours home and was like, holy shit, what the fuck am I supposed to do with all of my feelings? Man,
2: I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, the long walk. I I had one of those. I mean, I was already like out and gay, but I remember I went on a date with someone uh, in college and I was like, I just need to keep walking. I'm feeling so many things right now. (laughs) Right, 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 yeah. The train
3: cannot contain all my feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I I walked home. uh, I turned off all my lights and stayed in bed for like a week and was like, what the fuck? I watched... The O word for a week straight. Yeah, that's what you um, got to do. And uh, eventually, my boyfriend was like, "You are not texting me back. You haven't texted me back for like a week." and, I was, and I'm very nice. I'm not like you. That. Literally,
1: did not have like. Was he texting you like? Yeah, repeatedly. And yeah,
3: <laughs> Joe, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. Um, we're we're friends. You'll now. be fine, Joe. <laughs> yeah. You will be fine. Uh, but yeah, basically, like uh, after after the week, I like I was like, okay, well, this is what's up. Uh, I need to figure out what's going to happen, and I I broke up with my boyfriend, and um, I came out to my parents, uh, like, a few months later, and between that time, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, like, am I bi, am I gay, like, is this even what I really want to do, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's been about a year, so I, it's been a cool year, I mean, yeah, I've learned so much more about myself than just my sexuality. It's how I value myself. It's mm-hmm, sure. how, I, how I see myself. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's been fucking wild. And when you asked me to come on this show, I was like, I don't know what the fuck to talk about because I've only been doing this for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I can talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. The fun
2: thing is when Allison was like, I'm not sure what to talk about. I looked at the the list of (laughs) listener suggestions and one of them was masturbation. Uh Listener, you know who you are. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, I might as well just throw it out there and she's like oh I guess masturbation I was like oh cool I felt weird asking someone to talk about that mm-hmm. uh, and she's like or baby gay I'm like let's do baby gay Yeah, yeah. I'm
3: gonna, I mean yeah. I'm fully prepared to talk about either but <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing my conservative parents might right. not enjoy the fact that I'm talking about it so yeah. I was like I could totally talk about that I feel very comfortable talking about it but then I was like mm, maybe my parents would Yeah, yeah me yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, if it comes up during this, let, right. let's save
2: I'm it ready. for when you graduate from Baby Gay. Yeah. I'll we'll have right? you back, and we can talk about masturbation. How did
1: you feel, did you feel watching the L Word as, like, like now? Like this was about a year ago. You said uh, roughly, like, yeah. Was that your first time watching the L Word? No, I okay. um,
3: see. I had had like the inkling that some something was afoot with that right. sexuality <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a while. Yeah, um, like literally when I was twelve, I was like. I found out what a lesbian was because I didn't really even know what gay people were until, like, mad late. So I was like, yeah, exactly. Um, And I was like, oh, fuck, I think I might be a lesbian. And then something in me, I just went, don't worry about that yet. And I forgot until I was, like, 17 or 18 years Mm -hmm. old that I even thought that in the first place. Yeah. Um, So I watched The L Word when I was – Nineteen, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is cool." I was like, "Okay, uh, I'm, 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 into, I'm I I want to see where this goes." Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I watched it, and then I was like, oh, "I can't deal with these feelings." So I just, again, put it somewhere deep and dark inside myself. And then I, um, when I actually met my girlfriend, uh, I watched it all again with yeah. <laughs> new, new information. Totally, um,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, it's very different. I
1: watched it when I when I was when I was a baby gay, which at this point is like ten about ten years ago. um, I was like twenty two ish or whatever, and I it it like it brought out so many. It brought out a lot of feelings, and I've never had any feelings about you know fictional characters and TV shows. I can pretty much you know I can detach from things like that, but I was obsessed with it, and it was just like I. It took me on this like crazy emotional roller coaster, and but I, now I'm rewatching it, and I have none of those feelings whatsoever. Oh, really? I find it to be the silliest show I mean, ever. It is, but it's like, but it's all, I don't know, but but I think coming into it now, watching it with more like emotional intelligence and like actual experience and relationships, and then I can kind of more easily. First of all, pick out who the really terrible people are in the show, like the characters. Like I don't think I don't think that's a very good partner. Like she, you know, yeah, she's yeah. I mean she she is the hottest to me though she's so hot like real talk still still would absolutely yeah yeah, Um, definitely and like Dana's super annoying to me now but I was obsessed with her when I watched it 10 years ago
2: yeah Yeah, season one Dana man she's so hot yeah Yeah. well no when she's in the closet she's like obnoxious oh season one she's
1: yeah no she's terrible and
2: like super biphobic and like super biphobic
1: and like just problematic in almost every way problematic like how she trots out her gay friend to be like her her beard and it's just like oh god a
3: lot of things were handled really poorly on the show. Yeah. At the time when I first started watching it, it was the same. I felt like I was in it, felt mm-hmm. very invested. Um and I've I've felt like that with a lot of gay media. Like to be real, even now I have problems watching stuff that's like uh like lesbian content, mm-hmm. I guess, because I wasn't really allowed to or or I didn't see it growing up. And so I watch it now and I'm just like, oh I'm too invested in this. Like I mm-hmm. I I'm so like sentimental about the thing I'm watching. Um, it like almost feels like I'm too sensitive to watch yeah. it. I, I watched San Junipero when I yeah. was I
1: I can't bring myself 20. to watch that. Yeah.
3: I watched it. And I, again, I had a boyfriend at the time, same boyfriend. Hey Joe. And, um, <laughs> he, he, we were watching it cause we built a black mirror And I after the episode ended, I made him leave the room and I cried for 20 minutes, just like in bed. I could not handle it because it was beautiful. And also like low key, one of the girls looks like me. So I like really related. Yeah. yeah, And I I just really loved that episode so much. And it was something that I envisioned for myself. And it's all about them having a second chance to live their life
1: that they really wanted to live. Oh, so it ends in a happy way.
3: Okay, yeah. actually, oh. I'm so sorry that I spoiled it. No, I, oh, no, no, it, no. I don't
1: watch it. I, yeah, I don't watch it because I Black Mirror. Like, I well, can't should, get into Black Mirror. But it's but, good.
2: It's like the best episode of
1: okay. Black Mirror. So, it's
2: beautiful.
3: But no yeah. one like
1: dies in the end of it.
3: Um, you're gonna have to watch. Yeah. it. Okay. I like to not okay. okay. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right, fine. Because that is a complicated question if you have yeah. seen it. But yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that it, that that and also the L word were like the two things that I would use as an escape to Mm -hmm. like be like, Oh, this is the life that I want. And then I would go back to normal life and I'd be like, Oh shit, this is not what I want, but I can hold, I can hold it out for a little bit longer. Like I was just hoping that, you know, if I, if I did it for long enough, I'd like get over this like weird gay thing
2: that Mm -hmm. I had in my brain. Yeah. Like if I consume enough of this and just like get it out of the way, you know, then I'll, I'll be over it. I'll be over it. Yeah. 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 That's like one time I was uh, in a relationship that was not going well and then I just like developed this crush on this other person Mm -hmm. and like normally I'm so like monogamous and like normally that guilt would like be all consuming and Mm -hmm. make me feel horrible. So I would Mm -hmm. just like stay away and not go near that person. But I was like, maybe if I just like allow myself to become obsessed with them I'll get over it. <laughs> oh,
1: so yeah. I would
2: just like go out of my way to Wrong like strategy. bump into the, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> and, and nothing ever happened with, with that question yeah. it, it was just like, me telling myself that I need to end this relationship that I was in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was like, well, maybe if I do this and I, and I was like, no, no, that just made the crush way worse. <laughs> yeah. Way You're worse. like,
3: um, yeah. I'm kind of into heroin. Maybe I should just be around heroin. all this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I just feel uh, a little <laughs> bit more
2: heroin, that's fine. fine. You've cracked the code. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Not a good way of going. About I
1: pretty life. much am always actively nursing like six different crushes. So yeah. Regardless, like I'm just like feeding them, like they're like little plants that I water all the time, and yeah. then then someone will say something just ridiculous, and I take the plant and I throw it out on the street. And <laughs> over. Like I can fall out of a crush in two seconds flat. Yeah, it's gotten I've gotten really good at it. Very yeah. Williamsburg.
3: Of the yeah, way. yeah, totally. Yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> succulent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's great. Um, so. What was it like coming out to your parents then and what made you like think okay this is the the moment to do it?
3: Um I thought it was the moment to do it because I at this point I'd been dating my girlfriend for a couple months and I was like I want them to know about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I first met her I was I told her straight up I was like I'm never going to tell my parents. I was like you're just going to have to deal with that. And she was like okay but you will. Like you, yeah, you're going yeah. to, you yeah. know. Um and I was in total like I was like, my mom is Catholic, like they're, you know, very conservative and I don't feel like they're going to be into it. But, um, my dad guessed because me being the person I am, I'm like posting on my Instagram with like my girlfriend and like, um, I'm very excited to, you know, be dating a woman. Mm -hmm. And so I'm posting like some pretty gay content, I guess. Mm -hmm. Don't, I didn't think my dad ever looked at my Instagram. So he kind of called me out and he called me and he was like, I think there's something you need to tell me. And I was like, oh, oh like, what? I don't yeah. even know what
2: you're talking about. Um, <laughs> That's and, nice when the parents do that, though, because I, yeah. I feel like a lot of people who are afraid to come out with, to their parents, like, a lot of times they're like, I, I, when do you bring it up? When's the right time? Right. What's the yeah. right moment? And they're just kind of, like, waiting. or like, maybe they'll ask me.
3: Right. There's that weird
1: standoff <laughs> period. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was hoping it would kind of be,
3: like, you know how you have like that one gay aunt. Everyone knows she's gay, but like no one really, no one really says anything. I was yeah. like, maybe it'll be like that. Like yeah. they'll never yeah. really fully bring it up to me. But my dad did, and um, and my parents are divorced, and they have like kind of a rivalry going on. You know, classic divorced parents. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I support you. I love you. I don't know about your mom though. <laughs> and so oh the God. seed was planted in me that my mom is gonna like hate, right. hate it, right? Yeah. So for months and months and months, I'm like oh, my God, how am I going to tell my mom? And then one year uh, on Thanksgiving, I was just one year. That makes it sound like so long. A couple months later on Thanksgiving, um, my mom and I were arguing about something. And we both were like, uh, I guess, like crying about like this argument that we had. And then I was just like, Mom, I have a girlfriend. She was like, I know. She was like, I've known, I've known for a while. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, yeah, I've known for a while. Um, actually like a couple years ago, your stepdad and I were talking about maybe if you were gay and I was like, holy shit, two years ago, I didn't even know if I was yeah, gay. Yeah. Um, my mom was really cool about it. She was like, you know, was she like,
1: I don't know how your dad's going to react. <laughs> uh,
3: I wish. Yeah. Uh, but she was, she was basically like, you know, if this is you now, that's fine. If you decide something else later, that's fine. But whatever it is, I support you. And I love my mom so much for that. I never yeah. expected that because, yeah. When I was younger, like they were a lot more conservative and like not as accepting and she's really changed because you know, I'm her kid, so yeah. that's great. Yeah. Uh, Shout out really? to Joan. Shout out yeah. to Joan and Joe.
2: Yeah. Jo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Joe. Hi Joe. Hey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: No, <laughs> uh, that that's, that's one great. thing too, like you grow up and you hear people making comments about gay people, not knowing, not thinking that there's one in the room. Yeah. Right. And that was something for me when, when I was first like figuring it, it all out because I, I came out in high school um, a little bit. I wasn't mm-hmm. like a, you know, Ellen cover of time thing, but my close friends <laughs> knew about it and I was dating women. Um, but then I would hear them make, comments about like oh like she's a lesbian or like talk about it like it was scandalous or mm-hmm. weird or like you're a reject or who would want to be a lesbian like that's the worst thing you could be and I would just be sitting there being like I'm gonna lose all my friends yeah uh, I definitely so so I felt depressing. that way for a time and it's, yeah. it's
1: so looking back it's so ludicrous that I thought that but yeah. I de- I literally I remember at one point thinking like about specific friends of mine yeah I and mean, being like, I'm absolutely going to lose this person when when I tell them, and yeah. I was completely wrong about yeah. that. Like, thankfully, yeah. Um, but also, if you do lose someone by coming out, you didn't want that person in your life to begin with. Yeah, you Real know. Fact, yes. I mean, it's yeah. it's hard when you're talking about family. It's a different story because it's like it's not that simple. Yeah, that per- they're going to be in your life forever, regardless because they're yeah. your family. But friends, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I definitely had this like warped sense in my head of what reality was and what and how they felt and like it was it was it was a long process but with every new person that I told it got easier and easier sort of yeah um but yeah like I remember remember that time time period those few years were were not easy and it was also I would also like every time I would like I mean I wasn't making out with that many people because there weren't many people around but like (laughs) I if I like kissed a girl I would be like automatically like in love like oh my god oh she's the best thing ever and like I would just be like gutted if she didn't want to be my girlfriend instantly Yeah, and now I could not be further from the opposite yeah. like I can like sex is casual like I can do all of that and I've crea- you know, because I can well, parse out those feelings a lot more as my confidence grows and as you you know when you come out and you sort of once you're through like that hard part of getting comfortable with yourself Things get a lot easier.
2: I think part of that feeling though that a lot of baby gays uh, go through mm-hmm. where everything is like really so epic, epic yeah. and important, right? It's um, second
1: puberty. Yeah. It totally is. It is
3: yes. Yes. Absolutely. Be- because you,
2: you grow you grow yeah. up being like feeling like you don't fit in and you're not quite sure why and like you're I mean, like, my friends were just like obsessed with boys, and mm-hmm. I would kind of like play along just mm-hmm. to, to fit in, but like never really understood like, what they were really feeling. Mm-hmm. And then once I finally kissed another woman, I'm like, oh. Then it makes sense. I'm yes. Like, this yeah. is
1: worth obsessing over. And this is over. what like, like being turned feeling. on feels like. Yeah, you <laughs> know, like, my first like crush- I literally didn't know.
2: My first crush on on a woman, like, my hands would sweat when I would see mm-hmm. her, like, butterflies in my stomach. And I never felt that way about someone. And I'm like,
1: ah, uh, This that's is what why. it is. And yeah. you're so right. It is a second puberty. And, like, I, so basically, it's almost like we're making up for lost time because, yeah. like, I skipped through all that shit in high school and yeah. middle school when my, when my friends were losing their minds over boys. Yeah. I kind of didn't, I I remember just not being able to understand that. I didn't yeah. quite, I didn't. Connect the dots when I was younger. I didn't really realize things until I was like eighteen or nineteen. But mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in hindsight, I was just so actively disinterested in boys. It, I didn't even dislike them. I was just like, I don't, I don't know what the big fuss is about. Like, yeah. what? Why are you? Why are you crying again? Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone's always crying because of like a boy, and I just didn't get it. Yeah. But now I totally get it because after like you kiss a girl for that first time. And it's like this stars aligning, fucking, cra- you know, like yeah. all these feelings and everything. And now I get why teenagers are such maniacs because they're going through all of that while their brains are developing. And it's just like you're you're kind of experiencing all that, you know, as an adult. And even yeah. if you experience it later in life, even if you're in your thirties or your forties or your fifties when you come out, it's going to be that same kind of epic experience over, you know, yeah, regardless of age.
3: Well, I like I. When I first came out, I was like, I'm definitely bi. Like, I was like, for sure I am. Yeah, Because I had had so many relationships with dudes. And um, a lot of lesbians I I knew were like, yeah, I never have looked at a dude, never touched one, Mm -hmm. fucked up. Like, I hate them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) yeah, sure. Uh, But, like, I felt really weird because, like, I felt like a gay woman, but I had these relationships. And it was hard for me to understand. But, like, looking back on it, I realize now that – I did it because I felt like I was supposed to do it. And I really did care about the people I was yeah, dating. Especially Joe. Yeah, especially Joe. Honestly, though, Joe was a great friend and, like, a really good boyfriend. And shout out to him for being cool through this whole thing. I'm so glad we're still friends. That's and great. Her, yeah, like, he, he's pretty awesome. But I really did, like, care about all those people. It was just not the same. When yeah. I, when I met my girlfriend or when I, like, had my first kiss with a girl or, like, when I, um, like, had sex with a girl for the first time, it was 100% totally different and it felt more like myself, whereas it yeah. was very performative over the years. Yeah. And I have – ever since I came out, um, I have, like, uh, like, a following on Instagram. And so when I came out, a lot of guys unfollowed me because they were, like – She's too gay, like we'll wow. never we'll never sleep with her, I guess, what, but a lot of like teenage girls who are struggling with their sexuality followed me, and they'll, they'll message me, and they'll be like, well. I have a boyfriend. I don't really know what that means, or I've had boyfriends, and I don't know what that means. First of all, bi women exist, so that's yeah, okay. Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but but second of all, like not everyone is like a, a gold star lesbian or has been like yeah. disgusted by men their whole life. Yeah. Um. I mean, look, I am disgusted by men <laughs> to some degree, but like, um, I, I I think that
1: for behavioral reasons, they bring it on themselves. Yeah,
3: it's <laughs> it's it's learned, but um, yeah. it, it's not a straight path. I yeah yeah. I don't think anyone should feel guilty about um, maybe not being obviously gay their entire life. I didn't even know what being gay was for a really long time. And I didn't know any lesbians. I didn't know, um, any non-binary people. I knew zero butch women when I was in Texas. And so when I moved here, I was just hit by this wall of information. And I realized if I grew up somewhere else, maybe it'd be different. But I had to
2: shed all that, like, performative mm-hmm. stuff that I've been doing. Because Texas, like, there's so much pressure on women to all have, like, highlights and their yeah, nails done. And have, like, a very totally. certain, yeah, like, their out. Yeah, there's, a, out, I think, a specific like, aesthetic. There's a very Texas aesthetic there, yeah. and a lot of pressure to, to keep yeah. up that like that unlearning process
1: is a whole thing. Like appearance. I grew up in, in Nebraska and yeah. like, it's, it's very much like the Mecca of hot
2: women. Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> Famously <Ooh.
2: laughs> known
1: for all. The <laughs> um, although Ashley Graham, who's like the hottest ever is yeah, from true. there. And yeah. So yeah. that's fine. Um, also Roxanne Gay is, is, is like raised in Nebraska. I didn't know that she put it on, on uh, Twitter, and I was like, well, whoa. maybe you should reach out like, to her. I know, right? Um I was like, wow, Nebraska produced, like, the most brilliant mind ever. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, um, but, yeah, like, that whole unlearning process of, like – because heteronormativity is so deeply baked into, like, every single part of your life, and having to kind of, like, pick out those elements and just relearn everything over again is yeah. – is quite an experience in New York City. Is quite a crash course in that. Oh yeah, like yeah. it's the best place to be. I think if you're, you know, if you're really, it's it's for me. It's been the only reason I've become as confident and comfortable in myself, yeah, in my sexuality and my appearance and my aesthetic and everything. Living, I don't think I've been in have done a major
2: it. city. I mean, I I went to college in yeah. Boston, so that was also very. Oh, that's
1: big. I went to college in a tiny town. Very helpful. Town smaller than the one I grew up in.
2: Yeah, no, it's helpful to be uh, in a in a major city. And mm-hmm. I know it's like not for everybody, but you know, li- live in the country when when you're mm-hmm. old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you're on your third, or Subaru. at least try <laughs> to
1: like expose yourself to like writing by people who are different than you, by yeah. like queer, trans, non-binary people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. so much out there that you can you can still. Immerse yourself in culture without ever actually being there. Yeah, to a degree, obviously, but like, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot out there. Um, so
2: one point you brought up, Allison, before it was that uh, the past year you've like realized so much about yourself, like more than uh, your sexuality, and and that really spoke to me because I, I know, like, I I felt like I finally figured out who I was when I came out, or like the more into like exploring my sexuality that made like the other parts of me kind of like light up in a way because there was just like so much confusion and feeling like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be or like something is off about me. But like my confidence went from like having super low self-esteem to being like, Oh no, I'm fine. I'm just gay.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah. What's it like for you? Yeah. Um,
3: I think that like, I mean, obviously, like, my whole life, I felt very different, Um, whether it was because of, like, my sexuality or whatever. I was always, like, kind of a weird kid who didn't have that many friends. I, like, grew up in kind of a a home, like, a tumultuous home Mm -hmm. to some degree. So I grew up really fast. I was always, like, very creative. And um, I don't know. I was, like, always, like, a nerdy kid. So Mm -hmm. I attributed my weirdness to, like, being nerdy or, like, whatever. But I always felt like something was weird. And um, even as an adult, I... I was kind of like a lone wolf kind of, mm-hmm. um, but ever since coming out, like I have a community of people I can talk to and turn to. And I think that's beautiful. I mm-hmm. have so many friends now. Um, I also, it changes the way that like I get ready in the morning. I get ready cause I, I wear things that I like, not things that I, I think other people will approve of. Mm-hmm. When I, when I first um, came out, I was really obsessed with like being androgynous. I was like, this is it. I was like, this is how I express my queerness. This is how I get girls to like me, like whatever. Um, but also that didn't work for me either. There was like a trial period when I first came out where I was like, this is how to be a good gay person. Mm -hmm. This is what a lesbian is supposed to look like or talk like or do. And, um, I'm still learning what, I like and yeah. and what I feel comfortable with. Yeah. Um I feel like there's a lot of pressure um that I that I put on myself to be a good gay and, yeah. and to know what it what it is and like fake it till I make it, but I highly advise anyone who's listening who has just recently come out to just do you and yeah. don't feel pressured by anyone else's journey because it does yeah. not make sense. It does not. It's also kind of the cool you. thing about
1: like queer people in general is that there is, there are no yeah. rules yeah. for us. You there know is what I mean? No like rules. we, and, we get to sort of circumvent those rules Yeah, and, and make our own, which is like inherently a part of queerness, you yeah. know? So that's, that's awesome. A, that's
2: a great attitude to have. Cause I, I remember too, just from like, like bad stigmas and stuff that like, Oh, you don't, uh, like I think my mom and you know, she's, she's, better now but um has like a little bit of a butch phobia like afraid that i'm gonna bring home like a super butch woman and is like relieved if i like my first girlfriend was like a little bit on the on the butcher side Mm -hmm. and uh my mom was just like that's that's who you picked like oh no yeah um And, and, and now she's not like that, but I had this fear that like, I had to be ultra feminine because I'm like, I don't want anybody to think I'm one of those. Right. No. Yeah. Like not realizing. I even felt
1: that way when I first came out and look at me now. Like it's it's very, it's horrible. That's
2: so like terrible that butch women are like stigmatized and you're like, I don't want to be a stereotype. And now I'm like. Fuck yeah! Let me be yeah. the result
3: when you oh, use Google I fully dyke. lean into yeah. the Butch
1: stereotype. Yeah. I love it.
3: <laughs> my my girlfriend is uh, is Butch, and she, um, you know, honestly, I'm so glad that she's my first girlfriend because yeah. I again, I didn't really know any Butch women when I was in mm-hmm. uh, Texas, and she has changed my opinion completely because uh, a lot. I've just seen her like get upset about people like misgendering her or um, treating her like she's just another one of the dudes, and she's like, "I'm a woman. I just like." dressing like, and I want to be treated like, you know, your girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be treated like your boyfriend. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. It. I think a lot of people have assumed roles for her that she never wanted, like, yeah. basically making her, like, the man in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's like, you know she's my she's my girlfriend she is whatever she wants to be because we communicate about it so yeah she doesn't um, have
2: to build the shelf yeah yeah yeah, i will build that she's gonna but i'm
3: I'm the top basically yeah Yeah. um but yeah no that's that's also something i i learned was um the the labels that we kind of give ourselves um butch or like uh bottom or top like whatever you know um they're all fine, and if people want to identify as them, that's super cool, but, like, assuming what people are mm-hmm. and what they like is fucked up. And yeah. when I first came out, I was like, oh, I need to fit into one of these things uh, yeah. or I won't have a place. No one will know what to do with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just not true. Yeah, <laughs> That's not true at all. Yeah, but, yeah. that's one so, of the great
2: things about, like, this period in time is that, like, a lot of that is, is going away Um with, you know, there's like yeah. some comfort in like having a label at first, but there's so much more of a push of like, you don't need that. And there are a lot of uh, listeners who write in and they're like, uh, you know, I, I used to date guys, but I think I'm gay, but am I might just bi because I used to date guys? I'm like, don't worry about it. Doesn't like, matter. you know, yeah. lo- love who you want to love and you can like, be
1: attracted to whoever the hell you want to be attracted to. And you don't have to, you don't, and you also don't have to like, you can. If you identify as a lesbian, but you've had relationships with men in the past, that's yeah. you don't have to explain that to anyone. Yeah. Like You don't have to justify that, and Cecilia you don't have to be ashamed of that. Cecilia was yeah, married to a yeah. guy,
2: and a lot of people are like shocked to, to find out. Almost everyone I've
1: ever hooked up with or dated has had serious relationships with men in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm or marriages even. Yeah. I've dated a couple of women that are, were married to men at some point. Yeah. Um yeah, but it's not something that you like owe an, anybody an explanation about or yeah. Yeah. you have to like
2: it, this and, just, and it's just you can't it's fine. you can't like ch- like you can't change if it. well if you're like oh, I'm a lesbian and then uh you're like oh Never mind, I'm bisexual. Like, that's fine.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. fine. It's all fine. You know, nobody,
2: yeah. nobody's gonna be like, no, but you
1: tweeted on this right. day. Right. You don't have to like, yeah. show receipts. Yeah. yeah.
2: I felt like mad pressure
3: when yeah. I first came out to identify as one of those things. Uh-huh. And now like, I definitely identify as a lesbian, but like, um, I, I think all, I get a lot of DMs from people being like, I don't know who I am or what to do or, or I feel like I'm not gay enough or I feel like I don't belong. And, I uh, every time am like, no one is judging you. No, no. one cares. And, and if, if they, they are, care, they <laughs> they're probably struggling with some, yeah, th- exactly. identifying something themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah so yeah. I don't know. Do you,
2: mm-hmm. do you? Yeah. That's the most important takeaway about being a baby gay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Is, you know, do you, and, and it's easier, it's easier said than done. I don't know. Totally. Because it's totally. When you're going done. through
1: it, it's like a but tidal wave of emotions. Me, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it only gets better. Yeah. I promise. And it pays
2: off to to be yourself and just to try to, I mean, it's hard to be like, be authentic. And, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. a, as, as a comedian, sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what my voice is. I don't know yeah. who, who I am or, or what that, like, and it takes years to to define that. So, again, like, easier said than done. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, don't feel, don't put pressure on yourself uh, that nobody else is actually putting yeah, exactly. on you. Yeah. And I think you, we do that a lot. We put so much pressure project. on ourselves that nobody else. And we, is we overestimate how
1: much people care about things. Yes. That's a, that's not, na- that's natural in any yeah. setting yeah. with any, with anything we're talking about, you, it's going to happen at work yeah. and it happens with your friends. Like more than likely, if whatever you're worried about, people are not that fucking, yeah. they're not that invested. Yeah. In it. It's yeah. fine.
2: Well, we need to wrap up. So we're going to go to our listener question. And this one is actually, uh, from a baby gay, a baby gay bisexual who is coming out later in life. Great.
3: Amazing. So,
2: I finally come out as a bisexual to myself, and I'm 43. I'm pretty certain I've known since I was a little girl, but I've suppressed my feelings and did not come to terms with it until I quit drinking, clear head and all that. Uh, I've missed out on so many queer experiences, and I'm clueless about queer culture. I'm married to a man. We have a pretty solid relationship. I have no desire to stray. Uh, what would I, or what I would like are, sorry, (laughs) just for a clean edit, Mm -hmm. what I would like are queer friendships at 43 and introverted. It's difficult to make new friends as it is. How do I put myself out there and make friends who uh, I can be myself with? How do I do this without making my husband feel threatened in any way? Uh, she's only come out to her husband and he was aware of her past encounters with women. Uh, she identified as straightish to him cause she doesn't like labels and doesn't really know. So all this stuff is mm-hmm. relevant to this listener. Um, I feel like a lost case. Is it too late for me? Have I missed the proverbial boat? I don't fit in anywhere. Um, and I don't want to come out to the rest of my family and friends. We know also, uh, we have a 12 year old daughter. Mm -hmm. So this is like, a. there's a lot going on there. Yeah. There's, this is a complicated situation. It's never
1: too late though. Just to answer that one right away. Yes. It's absolutely never too late to,
2: it's never too late. There's a rule.
1: Yeah. And
2: it's also okay to, to be married to somebody of the opposite sex and come out and realize you're Mm -hmm. bisexual. And a lot of people, um, to be honest, might judge you and you can't care about that. Yeah. Because they won't understand it. They won't understand it because it's it's a hard thing for people to understand who haven't been in that scenario and and not get it because if if they're you know, some people might be like, oh well if you're not gonna stray, then what's the point? Why not just say right. you're straight? But um your sexuality is more than who you're sleeping with at the yes. time. So
1: and that's something that most people probably will cannot be, can't be taught. Like they, yeah, it's, it's a tough concept to teach a lot of people, even yeah. queer people too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's with, because it's so heavily defined by, you know, your sexual orientation is often mistakenly defined by the people you choose to have sexual encounters with. Yeah. But you, you are whoever you feel like you are, you know, yeah, like you don't it, have to worry tricky. about that.
2: Yeah. It's tricky for people who identify as like pan or bi because it's like, uh, you know, if you're, I don't know the, the way I try to explain it to people who, who don't get it. And I'm like, it's not like somebody's bi and they're dating a man and they're like straight and then they date a woman and then they're a lesbian right, and then right. they're back to, you know, it's like, no, they're just like always bisexual. So, I mean, first off, like congrats on, on coming out to yeah, him and being totally. able to yeah. talk to him about it that's really rad. And in terms of like wanting friends and stuff, um, a good way to go about it, I would say is uh, volunteer, like find organizations mm-hmm. for queer causes, probably like the easiest way. And the most, like, like you don't have to be an extrovert. You don't do not go like to the cubby hole. No. I, <laughs> yeah. I know you're in like the, the metro greater New York metro area. Don't come to the cubby hole. Yeah. That, that's not, <laughs> that's not a place to make queer friends, no. but, um, you know there are like countless organizations in new york where you can get involved and meet all sorts of queer people mm-hmm. and get to like talk about queer culture and you know find friends to go watch like disobedience with over yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and you know yeah
3: yeah i mean there's like things that are not bars that um you can meet people at uh like poetry readings or yeah. mm. i love uh, open Flame, the open mic. It's a LGBTQ yes. open mic. I'm shouting them out because they're incredible. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and I've met a million amazing queer people there who are comedians. Did you meet the me show. there? Have you ever seen me in Open Flame? Um, I've done Open Flame a few times, but I, I don't think I've ever seen okay. you there. I don't think
2: I've seen you either. Uh, I, I've been to a few of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: I I mean, it's just stuff that's like not straight up like a bar or a club
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: that um, you can meet people at. And I don't think that... Um, I have a friend who got married pretty young uh to a man but she identifies as queer and uh she's like in our friend group we love her we don't see her any different than us because she's not and um yeah i think the good queer people out there will understand and would love to have you absolutely Yeah. yeah
2: for sure and then also your question about making your husband feel threatened anyway i mean one would be like, don't go to like bars and like meat markets, mm-hmm. where, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, if you're if you're volunteering, and then like at and once you do form form these friendships, then you know they can meet your husband, and yeah. he can know that it's like safe and yeah and fine, and you know just. Communication is so important. And as long as he doesn't feel like you're hiding anything from him and, you know, being honest and like, you've taken a great first step in coming out to him and communicating.
1: And you said you have a pretty solid, you know, relationship. So yeah, I, he shouldn't be threatened by that.
2: Yeah. Um, and you know, we talked about like how great all the benefits of of coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, but also like. You don't, you don't have to, uh, yeah. you yeah. know, you, you might feel better if you do come out, uh, eventually, but if you're not ready to, that's fine too. Don't put pressure yeah. on yourself it, to come out. Uh, if you feel weird about, you know, your daughter and your family, or you want to keep that, uh, private from them and just be out to your friends, that's fine. That's fine too. That's, that's fine. totally fine. A lot yeah. of people do it. Uh, also come to Diking Out at Stonewall Yeah, <laughs> last Monday of the month yeah. and, yeah. uh, yeah, we'll tell you all this to your face. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Allison, where can people like find your music or yes. follow you on social media? Um,
3: I well, you can stream any of my music on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. It's all on there. Great. Um, so. I would love if, if people came to listen I have a really fun time making it and then um, my any of my social media is just my name Allison Pontier at Alison Pontier um, I'm gonna assume you're gonna put my name in the
2: title so we will
3: yeah so you can see how it's spelled check that yeah yeah, yeah I'm we'll, not gonna we'll spell link to it, it here. yeah go <laughs> to the
2: episode description and we'll link to her stuff yeah. so you can see it yeah
3: but if um, they follow me from there reach out I'd love to to talk about stuff great yeah, I love talking about gay stuff that's why I'm here
2: great. awesome uh, shout out to Joe. Oh,
3: yeah. Shout out to Joe. Joe, thank you so <laughs> Joe, much for the being best, the ally dude. that I needed. Yeah.
2: Yes, that's for real. Great. We love Joe. You did some great work there, <laughs> Joe's Joe. Joe's a friend of the
1: pod.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, email us your questions, out at gmail.com. If you want to... Uh, give us some money. That's always appreciated. Go to (laughs) patreon.com slash Diking out, uh, especially now that I quit my job and, uh, you can get pins. You can get in the fast lane for, for listener questions. Uh, what else? You can get bonus content episode, which is full of all sorts of juicy details, but also, uh, just talking about celebrities we think are gay. Yeah. Uh, Like (laughs) Dolly Parton. There's a Dolly Parton episode waiting for you. And, um follow us on social media at Diking Out Everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can follow me at TGI Carolyn. And I'm at the Sarah York. And dike out with us next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.